I won't be told when to start an episode. I will do this when I want to. All right. Uh, yeah. It's Max Jobs. Don't do countdowns. What yeah. Fucking Apollo 13. I'm just counting Ooh, it down yeah. to when I'm pressing the button. You can do whatever you want. Pat, this is to Who make this you? easier for you. Ed Harris. No, Ed Harris, <laughs> I don't Ed Ed Harris is on the. Yeah. Who yeah. are you? Uh, who is that? Oh, crap. I haven't watched Apollo 13 in a while. Yeah, who, who, who are you? Is- Tom Hanks's guy was it Ed Harris? I think Ed Harris is in uh, Mission Control, right? Was that? Ed I don't Harris? think anyone's going to uh, fight you on if Ed Harris. If you told me Ed Harris was in Apollo thirteen, I'd be like, oh yeah, I think he played all the people. Wasn't Apollo thirteen like a, like kind of like a the Eddie Murphy professor? Like professor, but with you know, he's doing all that, right? This is hot garbage. This sounds like shit. No one's going to buy that. Is it a hit? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Is It a Hit? Where you, everyone at home, and everyone you know, can help us and join us on this quest to make that next chart-topping hit. The next hit single. I'm your host, Max. I'm joined by my co-host, Pat. Uh, we, We don't really have any talent. Would you say that's right, Pat? I've never had talent, and I refuse. Here's the thing about me, Max. I refuse to get talent. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm above learning things. I'm above trying. Do you see? Oh, I see. It's evident. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not talented, but again, I don't want to do much, but I, I kind of want it all. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, there's inspiration can be found anywhere. And that's where Nasty Nathan Sharp comes in. He He's just listening. He's the fly on the wall. He's just watching us talk. And then after a while, he throws it into a song. Isn't that right, Nate? Yeah, you guys are perspirating, so I can inspirate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. That's, uh, that's I, a I think beautiful it's the other image. Way around. I think it's the other way around. I think we're inspirating, so you can perspirate. Ooh, you, right? like, that, you like that sweaty music, do you? <laughs> <laughs> do i big fan of those yeah. su- like the, the the sweaty singers where they need to have to have their pocket square handkerchief and like a blazer and they need to oh, continually yeah. refold it and pat their forehead okay. while belting right, out yeah. high notes yeah and like kneeling down on the ground and really like gyrating more than they need to like really milking it you know hell yeah, yeah. those guys are great performers yeah. really performing <laughs> yeah We've talked about actors. We've talked about actors and actresses. We've talked about Star Trek, The Next Generation. I was just watching Murder, She Wrote yesterday. Angela Lansbury, that is an actress. She is is going out there and she is acting. This isn't, you know, it's not subtle. It's it's in your face. (laughs) Hot. Well, I mean, you know, this is this is fodder for the plebeians, right? Like the idea is like you got to you got to give it to people. You know, you can't let them think for themselves you got to show them everything that's like what that type of acting is right like it's like theater acting you really have to show the entire audience how you feel i like the idea that uh that the mantra of theater actors like we have a we have a what's the word there's a stereotype of a theater goer as being somewhat better than a tv watcher but a theater actor assumes that their audience is dumb as rocks (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure, absolutely. 
like all the things from uh, Shakespeare is like they talk about how like the people in the front row would like drool on the stage. Like nobody did that. That didn't happen. That's clearly hyperbole. Get out of here. They were all hammered on grog. <laughs> yeah. Mead. Yeah. That was the only, yeah, because otherwise they'd have to be drinking like septic water. Exactly. It was like, it was either be drunk your whole life or like die of sepsis. Yeah, just septic just like, water or fermented septic water. <laughs> yeah, right. Those are, your, those are your options. You're going to get drunk. You know? Uh, what a time to be alive. A short time. Uh, <laughs> a short, terrible, frightening time. Now, Max, correct me if I'm wrong. You were in the middle of finishing up the lead-in. Oh, I, I think we're good. All I wanted to say <laughs> was that uh, in case this is anyone's first episode, I wanted to make sure people understood the format because format's important. Oh, yeah. So don't forget, format's important. I want to do some housekeeping in terms of format. We get into the, you know, actual gibberish and the songy thing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but what Pat and I are going to do, we're going to inspire Nate. Uh, and then Nate's going to write a song about it. But the, the the name of this episode is, is it a hit? Because Pat and I will decide, is this song a hit? Is it a hit? Give it a thumbs up or thumbs down. Oh, and Cisco Nate, Ebert, baby. Nate gets killed or he's celebrated as a champion every every time. Every episode, that's how it works. Yep, just like in Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pressing the thumb, as it were. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, let's uh, do a quick recap of last week. Last week was our inaugural annual ID4 episode. I think that's <laughs> going to be something that we do pretty often. Okay, yeah. That, w- that one really struck a struck a root with us, I think, because uh, we talked about ID4 for a long time. And yeah. uh, the song was about some throwaway line that Pat, <laughs> Pat, one of Pat's friends had when he was a kid. So <laughs> it, wasn't even, it wasn't even like a joke. It was just something someone said to me once. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that uh, feel good, Pat, that if you didn't have that dumb friend, we wouldn't have the song Mobar. It's true. If yeah. we, if I didn't have that dumb friend, we wouldn't have that bad song. And uh, yeah, you're right. Listen, people are already <laughs> asking me to buy the rights for Mobar. We got oh, yeah. Paramount. I got Paramount all up in my grill. All you up. got yeah. Tussle crawling up, crawling up, up your back. <laughs> exactly. They're crawling. They're crawling up. They're crawling up past the S pipe in my toilet, finding anything they need. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, this is frightening. Yeah. Is this is this this is a finale to like uh, arachnophobia? I think. Oh, uh, sure. don't, don't even get me started on that movie. Oh boy, that was that. that I haven't that, seen it. That oh, the last. The, okay, you've seen Silence of the Lambs, right? Sure have. The last twenty minutes of that movie are just like the last twenty minutes of Silence of the Lambs. Remember where she's in the basement and the guy's like following her, yeah. but instead of a guy with night vision goggles, it's a spider. <laughs> Sounds pretty scary. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, I think you can. Like, I was always surprised that I was able to find that movie in the comedy section of the movie rental store because that movie terrified me as a kid. Yeah, I, I noticed I that too. Oh my god, I I definitely had a question about that when I was young. There was some goofy parts where like John Goodman was uh, like 
he's like real inept and trying to kill spiders and like finds one. He was like spraying it with all of his stuff. And he was like, Hey, I got you. I'm the the big man on campus. And he just can't do it. Like, that's like the only comedy in the movie. But for some reason it's like listed as a comedy. So weird. Yeah. You know, so comedy and horror have a weird kind of like they're weird bedfellows. They, they are fucking always together too. Like there's a lot of really fucking campy comedy in really bad horror movies. And I don't know why that's a thing, but it really is like there. I I swear for every like bad horror movie I've seen, there's like three important parts where it's like the kill that they put all their money into. That still looks like shit. You have the exorbitant amount of like nudity. That's just like filler where it's like, we need to eat up five minutes. This'll do it with female nudity. This will be fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you have like the bad hokey jokes period section. And those like, like the nudity scene tend to go longer than they need to. And you're just like, yep, we got the joke a while ago. Let's, let's move it on. Let's see some kids get murdered. And it's like, no, we're going to hang out for 10 minutes. Tell the same joke over and over again. Just hit it. it. Do you think that's because it's, that that's what the filmmakers thought was going to, to distract you and like get you at ease from the 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 horror, like getting you into a sense of comfort with these like dumb jokes, and then suddenly you know you're, you know, you're at ease, and then you're more surprised. Do you think that that's what they're trying to do? This so sounds... okay, there is something to that. Yeah, there is something to what you're saying, but the thing is, is like. Making someone feel like making someone forget that they're in a horror movie is really hard to do. And there are times when like there's like light humor in certain things like and there's like, like, you know, it works. I think it works better with like relationship stuff where it's like you find out like two characters are actually like in love or something. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cute. That's nice. And that's like one of them immediately dies. You're like, oh, I cared about that person. Like that works better than like an extended like 10 minute bad joke. This is what I think happens, Max. I think when filmmakers get the opportunity to make like a bad movie, they don't start thinking as like this is going to be a B movie. Like they start and they don't know what they're doing, and they run out of money, and then things go hate like go south, right? And then they have to like change their opinion on the movie. So like that's why you get like the super varied like tonals like the intro of the movie is super different from the middle and super different from the end because they kind of like run out of money and then they have to go like well let's just make it pure schlock at some point they go from not trying to make it schlock to just embracing it because they know they have a fucking bomb on their hands that's what Uh, i think happens okay yeah interesting um have you ever seen like here's an example of, of that have you ever seen sleepaway camp uh no, I watched a video on it though. I know <laughs> Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, that one is pretty. It's memorable for a very specific thing that happens at the end. Right. Yeah. Um, we'll give I, it away I, for I, all of us because we're not going to we'll watch get, this okay, movie. Okay. Spoiler it's, alert, uh, people! Fuck off, yeah. Max. What's the movie? <laughs> it, uh, well, I can. I'll get to that later because I think it's more hilarious as a surprise, but. uh there, there is a lot of really weird. So it's like it's set up as like a general, like you know, middle school to like you know, early high school camp that kids go to, and there's like an awkward girl. But there's also like several like counselors or cooks that are like super creepy. Like there's this there's this one guy who's like talking about how like the girls are you know don't have any pubic hair and stuff, and it's so strange. 
that guy gets killed in like a really weird way. He like falls in like a boiling pot of water, which was really funny, like in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So there's like a lot of dumb stuff in it, and it's it's definitely hokey, but there's like weird other like child molestation things in it too that I think hit a lot <laughs> differently than they did back then. It was so strange. Yeah. Uh, but at the very end of the movie, the main character who's also like the killer in the you you like the literally the last shot of the movie is like she's like having she it was having sex with someone and like she gets up and she's just standing there screaming and you pan down and she has a penis yeah that's yeah that's the twist and there's no reaction to it afterwards except for it just ends that and yeah. i think the i think the credits might have even rolled over the penis <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's so I, I great. I've always seen it once. Uh, Kathleen saw it, I think, uh, when she was maybe like 11 or 12, like just rented it, thinking it was like a slasher movie. And Right. Yeah, she, she, she met, yeah, she's, she's made me watch it. And it was she got a little more than she bargained weird. for. Yeah. A little bit she more, yeah. Friend. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's one. Uh, but yeah, like I imagine all of the... Uh, uh, you know, uh, Friday the Thirteenth are all kind of similar. I haven't seen them in a recently enough to remember the level of schlock, but I get what you're saying. It, it is weird, Pat. Yeah, that there's the the horror because you can do that pretty cheap. There's the nudity because you can also do that pretty cheap, and there's the weird comedy because you have to do that because you don't have any more money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, that dude. Huh. I think that's how it works. I never yeah. thought about that. It is always weird that, like, in 80s movies, there's always, like, weird misplaced nudity. But that is just an ultra-cheap way to get people to see your movie. Yeah. And I didn't think about it from, like, an economics perspective. I thought about it like, oh, that's, like, exploitative and people like that. But it's like, yeah, that's that's just cheap as shit. You can yeah. just, like, point at someone walking down Hollywood Boulevard and say, hey, you want to be in a picture? Yeah. Yeah, and back then it was just like, yeah, it's standard, stock standard, 80s slasher. There's going to be uh, people dying, and there's going to be a, uh, like a shower scene that doesn't really, it doesn't work the way real life works. You know what I mean? It's like all these ultra hot babes are going to be like standing around in a shower, like having very open conversation in this like super open, well lit, you know, shower room. I think just the well lit like, part is the least believable of it because yeah there's sometimes you know you'll be hit <laughs> i remember they're like our high school locker room there was a shower but that place was it's black at all times no one wanted no one wanted to see each other oh man but for these movies it's just so well lit yeah yeah <laughs> yeah also if they're if the, yeah well lit and then like the showers also work that was the thing about my our our school showers. It's like not only was it like grimy and di- like like <laughs> okay, the atmosphere of our school showers when I was in high school reminded me, and I'm not joking. They reminded me of like the like you know in Return of the Jedi when like the captives of Jabba the Hutt are taken to like the lower levels. And, like, they're just, like, walking from door to door, and you can tell there's a million rooms, but you never, like, get in there. It's, like, dark and kind of red and, like, dingy and gross. Like, that's the atmosphere. <laughs> Imagine that as a fucking shower. 
and that's like that's where we showered as a team. And the other the other thing is half the sh- half the faucets don't work, right? So yeah. like you you would you would form lines waiting for someone to get out of like the like you know there's three showers and there's only one that would be functioning and you'd be waiting in line to get that one or you could try to take a like a super long shower with one that sucked the one that just dribbled on you man <laughs> dude yeah i'm not taking the dribbler yeah fuck that and wouldn't you believe it it's been a long time since i talked about my high school shower room but that's what this podcast is about it's about <laughs> It's about drilling into your your childhood repressed memories, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, th- there's been some good ones on here. There, I that that secret Eminem album. Oh man, that just that took me back when you talked about that. That oh, was yeah. a flashback to to you know putting the covers over my head to listen to listen to an Eminem album like that was going to help people <laughs> not hear it from the outside world. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Nate, what uh, was your school shower scene like? <laughs> well, what I was thinking, I was thinking more general. I think the reason why school showers, like, you know, you might have a lot of issues with the shower heads, with the faucets, with the this and that, because no one's going to, like, admit what what teenager is going to be like, Listen, I was soaping up my nude body and I realized that the pressure wasn't quite enough to wash all the grime off of my uh off of my my taint. You okay. know, like no one's going to bring that up. These are, you know, everyone's everyone's shy. They're like, "No, there is no grime on my taint." Like they oh, man. they don't even know how to wash between their 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 butt cheeks yet, you know? Like the, no, dude. He's kids, still learning hygiene. They don't. It, they don't understand. No, they. They won't say a thing. They won't say a word, dude. So the dude, custodians are just playing a big joke on these. Yeah. got it. Okay. No, no oh, one man. notices. No one notices because no one's going to turn Absolutely them on. Absolutely, we noticed. But here's the difference. Did you bring Is it that up? like? Huh? No. Here's why. Here's why we didn't bring it up because that entire school that I went to, the entire high school, it was like just like. A living hellscape if you had to take a shower or take a shit. Like, there were no stall doors in the entire fucking building for, for sit-down toilets for males. All the stall doors were just removed. So if you were taking a shit, someone would just walk into the bathroom and then you would make eye contact with them, dude. It was a fucking nightmare. Like, we, <laughs> you just... Man, we had... Sh- like, we had toilets directly coming into the locker room. So every locker room, if you had to enter it or leave it. So if you're a freshman, if you're a sophomore or you're in the varsity, each one of those locker rooms has a toilet that you pass by to enter it. And every one of those toilets is just sitting out in the open stallless. So you just pass yeah. a door and then you're just you just see a person in the middle of that room taking a shit just standing there pretending like they they they, it's not a big deal and you just you just prayed you didn't have to keyword keyword pat pretending it's not a big deal (laughs) 
that's the yeah. that is the crux of it that's the key because you but will assume no teenager will ever stick up for themselves under any circumstance that anything that has to do with their own bodily functions because we're they're, 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 they experience a deep shame no, but that's what I'm saying is I'm describing this to you in detail so you can know that the whole – like every time you had to go to the bathroom, it was just a hellscape. There was just a terrible, <laughs> awful place if you had to shit or you had to shower. Things were going to be incredibly embarrassing and you just had to fuck it. Yeah. We just accepted it. That's all. Those, that's all I'm saying. To- those toilets might as well have just been in the middle of the room. Absolutely, <laughs> dude. Absolutely. You just and the weird thing was is we had we'd have like um like these like you know fifty gallon trash trash like um bins and the weird thing people would do is they would just pull the trash bin next to them. (laughs) So you would just well first off it doesn't make any fucking sense because I can still see you I'm taller than the trash can right (laughs) so like angle wise I'm not missing anything but like the right side of your thigh and (laughs) so that doesn't matter and then you just took a thing of can you imagine a grosser trash bin than like a high schooler's trash bin you took trash and put it next to you god such a stupid idea didn't make any sense it's are dumb. Yeah. I'm really glad that I'm not in high school anymore. Yeah. Only for th- this reason. Yeah, right. <laughs> shower yeah. in front of my peers. Shit and shower in front of my peers. It was such, yeah, institutional fucking, it was nonsense. But yeah. That's pretty yeah. weird. Well, I'm glad we all had the same experience. Again, it was repressed. No longer. <laughs> yeah. This is good podcasting. Oh, are you going to be able to make a song out of this, Nate? I've got I've got some ideas for the overarching musical themes. Yeah, okay. well, nah. are some of those themes uh, do they have to do with wrestling? Because we did get a voicemail a little while ago that was requesting some uh, some uh, luchador themed uh, luchador themed music, and you think you could work those two together? We got to make this guy happy. He seemed pretty. Adamant about that. I think we can work some. I think we can work some some generalized tussling into this. You know, we. I think. I yeah, think we. Yeah. I think we can work this into it. You know, I might not take you take you to Arena Mexico in your own mind, but you know, we can. Uh, we'll get you halfway there. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get you, you to. Know, um, <laughs> you know, what's what's the town north of El Paso? That one. I don't know. Me neither. We'll Houston? find it. We'll find it. Austin? Yeah, we'll take uh, you to Austin. Fucking hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'll that guy's going to call back. on the Austin train. That guy's going to call back very angry of our knowledge in Texas geography. Well, first off, there's too many cities in Texas. Too many. There's only like two that matter. You know what I mean, like, there's like Austin, then there's Houston, and then like people in San Antonio are like, "Hey," and he's like, "You know what? Shut up with your waterfront. No one cares. Everyone forgot about the Alamo. Shut up. Yeah. You're not a good city. We definitely don't remember you." Yeah, it's Austin and it's Houston, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Corpus Christi, get out of here. <laughs> there's too many cities. It's too big of a state. Fort Worthless. Dallas. Boo. Yeah, Fort Worthless. That was a good 
Yeah, come at, come at us, Texas, and our limited knowledge of you. I feel yeah. like we shouldn't have started talking shit about the cities nope. in Texas. Let's do more. Ab- <laughs> Abilene, more like I'll be mean to you about Texas. Listen, we've got we've to go through like a hundred, maybe a thousand before we get anywhere close to where this guy lives. Yeah. <laughs> Waco? No, thank <laughs> Oh, man. Geography humor is the best. Yeah. Oh. You guys, you, get, you guys got any more? More like stench Davidians, am I right? <laughs> uh, I like that one. <laughs> That's not fun. We'll cut that one out. Uh, no, we won't. Yeah, we won't. No, we won't. Lubbock, you suck. <laughs> oh man i was ready for something and you really you got me you got me with that one i was ready for a joke (laughs) oh that was great okay yeah fuck i'm laughing (laughs) well uh i think i'm all out of texas uh city names uh we can go to other states if you guys want i was just yeah, looking talk at about colorado today I could do, <laughs> do a couple from there oh do that no no uh we i think we've uh the geography humor is not really our cup of tea uh well, that's because i'm bad at it yeah you're bad at geography yeah oh. super bad at it i fuck with i fucking love geography Love geography. That's see, you were able. To, you contributed all the names in that last bit. I contributed zero. Yeah, I, I well, I know you know a lot of big cities, and then there's like you know, I, I started thinking of the college, college cities. Yeah, and I couldn't think of one for College Station. That one was kind of, you know, couldn't really think of anyone there. I like Fort Worthless. That was good. That was great. Um, Nate, how do you feel about content for a song though? You think we should? Uh, we, Keep we, naming we cities. Out. You think we should go elsewhere? Or what do Let's you go you got, elsewhere. Let's go elsewhere. We're not. We're not. <laughs> yeah. We're not getting the hot content we need from uh, from geography. Mostly because yeah, uh, <laughs> most of these <laughs> this is, town names don't really definitely rhyme with much. This... <laughs> oh, you're gonna you do like a? As you do like I'm uh, like we didn't start the fire, which is geography stuff. Yeah, that works. People love hearing the name of their city. That's the thing. You know what nobody does? They never call out the small cities. Like you never Ooh. hear like somebody like reference Toledo. It's like this one's for Toledo, or like nobody's nobody's Shaker like Heights. Yeah, nobody's like Peoria. I hear you. You know, you never hear these New, like New Rochelle, New York. Yeah, Grand Rapids. I'm looking at you. Like big cities that don't have like they're not that big. Boise, you make can, some noisy. Nah, people know Boise though. Yeah, I just wanted to say make some noisy. That's pretty good. Yeah. And it's dumb that nobody's done it yet. Yeah. So yeah, that's, Nate, that's you could you, you could do a bunch of <laughs> Um Nate, you could do a bunch of the, the smaller big towns, right? Like the step below the well known towns. You could Fort do that. Myers. Yeah, right. Yeah. How's that I, feel? I think I think we'll definitely include a we'll 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 include a shout out to that. That that's yeah. a good one. It's uh it's like um you know kiss like you know here here's the deal you think i think the members of kiss must have uh where where are they all from where's gene simmons from are they from detroit rock city you know 
You mean he's one you, of them from Rich, like Richard, Richard, Richard Simmons. Simmons? Yeah, 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 Richard, yeah. Richard yeah. Simmons. Richard. Isn't he from like I don't know Muskegon or something? Our <laughs> kiss from Michigan? No way. Is he, is he? Yo, Battle Creek, Battle Creek, Rock City. Yeah, same Battle Creek is a good one. Yeah. I just looked up where is Kiss from. Max and, had uh, the most lukewarm reaction to Battle Creek, <laughs> so maybe we it's won't do that one. Yeah, New York's pretty big. Um, well, okay, we can go a little bit further in something else. Uh, Pat and I had were discussing some stuff off air that I think was uh, pretty interesting, right, Pat? Yeah, what were we talking about? Oh, I thought you remembered. No, I remember. <laughs> I wrote it down. <laughs> Oh, uh, I know what we're going to talk Pat, about. Pat was, uh, Pat was uh, a little concerned that there were some things in this world that he just didn't understand the popularity of. That's oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. What What were some of those things, Pat? Because you, uh, you were pretty adamant. Like You were just like, I don't get it. Get off my lawn. Yeah. Well, there's certain things where it's like, I understand why they're popular, but they're just not my thing. Right? Like, um, people are getting real into the uh, Snyder Cut. Okay, I get that they're happy. I understand why, but it's not my thing, right? I'm not into it, right? And I feel the same way about uh, the sport of baseball. Right? Like I get, I get why it's popular. I understand it. To, uh, yeah, I, it's not my cup of tea. I don't understand. I, I'm, it's not for me, right? But I get why people would like it. But then there's things where I just don't understand their popularity at all. That's that's where we want to talk about. It's like things where it's like, how is this popular among people? Uh, ba- baseball for me, though, I see. I like baseball. Uh, some of it's a connection to like older generations, uh, but a big part of it for me is numbers. Oh man, so much data in baseball, and a lot of it can just be like pulled from box scores and stuff. And I don't know. I was, always, they, I was always a big fan of, uh, of box scores and, and and reading that stuff. I I really. That's all like you got it. to do. Yeah, so I'm saying like people turn to fucking math to make baseball fun. That's insane. Yeah. What other sport is like that? Other people are just like, do you remember yeah. when they, when they scored that touchdown? Like, yes, I enjoyed that touchdown. Right. Yeah. In baseball, they don't talk about like huge plays. They're just like, yeah, he's got a great average. Doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually the reason I like basketball, uh, college basketball so much is uh, that the analytics and the data behind it has really caught up to where it needs to be. And, I I look at it. Well, I enjoy watching basketball much more than I do uh, baseball, uh, but I can follow it from a numbers perspective uh, better than I used to, and I think that's why I enjoy it more. <laughs> this is the first time we talked about sports, guys. Oh man, <laughs> play the bullhorn! <laughs> that's our sports. Yeah, sports sports. Oh man, geography sports. This episode is hitting all of my favorite things. <laughs> is one and of your don't favorite forget. things uh, the the classic television show Murder She Wrote? It was my one of my grandma's favorite things, and so I don't know much about it. Uh, but you guys could talk about it, and I could you know interject with, uh, huh, Perry Mason, eh? Here's all I know about about Murder She Wrote. Now, we're trying to catch all audiences here because I figure the opposite of talking about sports <laughs> yeah, is talking yeah, about wait. Angela Lansbury and murder she wrote. <laughs> so, wait, what? Where is this segue coming from? I'm excited. Sorry. Go ahead. I watched I watched a couple episodes of Murder She Wrote last night, and I thought that this was um hot like adult content TV, not like adult content meaning like you know, 
I mean, I'm waiting for three seasons in when there's some hardcore Angela Lansbury nudity. But that's, that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor well, there. Well, it's, it's, it's here and there. It's very much here and slightly there. But that's really when their budget falls. And, you know, they're like, listen, Angela, we can get you into some- <laughs> We can we can really up up the mystery here, or we can just pay you an extra ten k. This this is where Beauty and the Beast is done. It's over. This is the, your last hurrah. You got a you got a couple homes you got to pay off. You're overextended. But uh, more importantly, love Angela Lansbury. Um, yeah, you. I mean, sexually speaking. More oh importantly, I thought that this was like a. Um, I thought that this was smart TV. I thought that this was like uh-huh. a. You know, like this was what grown ups watched, and I watched it. This was as a child, and I watched it <laughs> last night. And this whole show was insane. It had two separate montages for the do 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 do, and most of it was just Angela Lansbury running around in a hooded sweatshirt, Rocky style. Oh, nice! Yeah, what? it was great. And then she claps Why? on the typewriter. So the whole point of murder, she wrote, is Angela Lansbury is a uh, she's a, a widowed. Uh, retiree living in some coastal Maine town. And uh, she writes, after her husband dies, she writes a mystery book to, uh, and she just happens to like send it to her nephew, just be like, yeah, look, I wrote a book for fun. Here it is. And he sells it off to a publisher. And then she's whisked into superstardom. But then uh, she's also has to be very because she is um because she's a a mystery novel writer she's very good at solving murder mysteries and so every week someone she knows yeah. or is tangentially connected to gets murdered <laughs> and she solves it all how many seasons were there 12 <laughs> and how many episodes per season? I like twenty-five? Yeah, something like that. It's insane. <laughs> this woman is just like all of her friends and family are dead. Everyone's I hope that it dead. I hope like season twelve, it's like a tragedy. She's just like, I have no one. <laughs> and the police are just like looking at her as a suspect, like as a serial yeah. killer. Right. People yeah. just won't be friends with her anymore because like I'm not gonna die yeah yeah and and, uh, kim and i were joking around last night and we were like what if uh you know what if she wasn't a serial killer what if it wasn't all her but what if just like three or four of them (laughs) (laughs) she she solves it and it's like other people other people and then it's like what about these three angela she's like oh you haven't you haven't solved these ones yet (laughs) didn't didn't i solve those already Ends with her being like, those were me. <laughs> That's great. Just confounding the police. Yeah. Well, we really did a good job at uh, understanding the popularity of that one, right? I think we did. I think we understood. We know why Murder, She Wrote is popular. I still haven't figured out. Um, well, I, 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 I know why baseball is popular, too, now. It's not the number. It's the numbers for some people. 
Yeah. But what I appreciate about baseball is the spectacle, and it's always there. Oh, so yeah. by virtue of the numbers, it's they play 162 games per year. Even if you're minor yeah, league, you're playing a solid 60. That's pretty crazy, that number. I've always been shocked by how many games they play in a year. And so there's yeah, so much opportunity to just, oh, let's just go out to a game. Who are they playing? Doesn't matter. What are you going to do there? Doesn't fucking matter. Going to eat a bunch of snacks, probably drink, or yeah. drink a bunch of booze, maybe snacks. You know, you flip yeah, it either yeah. way, depending on how you feel. You you catch a lot of sun, you know? Maybe you vomit in the stands, right in the nosebleed you section. Sun- Go home. You get sunburn on half your face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing. It, uh, baseball is like fucking, it's, it's a whole day affair. It's not like, you know, one or two hours. It's like you are gone the entire day for baseball. My God. It's just too long. Nine innings is too long. Yeah. It's like 18 holes. Make it like five innings. Yeah. Yeah. I would enjoy that. Easy. Yeah. Well, I also uh, don't like the sport, so I'm not the right guy to put in there. Yeah. How, <laughs> Pat, how would you change baseball to make it more interesting? Oh, yeah. I would make it so that the uh, – two, bat- two bats? Two bats? <laughs> two, ba- two batters. No. I would. It would be a real simple thing, and, I, and I, I'm saying this because I know real baseball fans are going to hate this. It's like just make the, the strike zone much bigger, and then so they have an incentive to swing. That's the most fun part of the game is when someone gets a hit and you're like, wow, that went far. Like, that's the fun part of the game. Just increase the strike zone so people are incentivized to swing more. Yeah. That's all. I know that in college baseball, they use aluminum bats. What about in pro baseball, they use an aluminum ball? <laughs> and it just murders people. <laughs> they just hit it and, like, people explode. <laughs> Angela Lansbury has to go out to the field. I think I saw your problem. This aluminum ball blasted a guy in his face at 150 miles an hour. The murderer was the batter. I didn't see anything. Just, yeah, we just need to get this to go back to like some kind of um, Aztec warrior ritual type game where the losers die in the end and the winners get all their belongings. We need to get a yeah, we need to return to return to form, you know. Oh man. <laughs> I thought of something else that I don't understand the popularity of. I haven't shared one yet, but I I, I thought of one. Okay. Uh peeps. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. Peeps is a well mostly in the sense of like I've seen news clips of like oh there's a new peeps beer coming out or there's a new <laughs> peeps flavored bun yeah. at mcdonald's or something right. and it's just like peeps flavored shit everywhere i understand it from like uh i know like bacon sometimes does that where it's like everything's bacon and hey, it's like yeah. oh ba- I, I a friend of ours gave us bacon gum one time it was awful and yeah. and it's just i get that one because bacon I think has an inherent like bacon itself. People really like, and I I, I like bacon, yeah. And I I think it, it's just I, I it's like a very American thing. And but Peeps is one like I just can't. I don't know. I I I, I don't like Peeps to begin with. But even if I did, I don't get how people could make like a Peep flavored like drink. Or, right. Like, I also, don't get that. not flavored. 
they're sweet and that's it. Like <laughs> yes. every year, and yellow. Every, sweet and yellow. <laughs> yeah. It's like every year also peeps comes out with like, we have a brand new flavor root beer peeps just in time for Easter. And then you just taste it. And it's like, Oh, this is just a Brown peep. Like they don't even change the flavor. It's just insane. It's just like ultra sweet, the worst kind of marshmallow. The weird, you know, I'm a shit bag. So every year I give them a chance. I'm like, I'll give you a chance peep. You know, obviously I don't buy them, but like if I, if they're there, I'm, I can't control myself. So I'll just try it. And I'll be like, Oh, I still hate these. But I do that every year. Like, they just change the colors. Like, these are red peeps. And you're like, oh, what are these, cinnamon? No, I don't nope. think they are. Nope. Yeah, I think they're red. They're a duck-flavored peep again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Fuck. I read Fuck one. Peeps. I read one time about a woman who her hobby was collecting packages of peeps. But not, like, rare ones or anything. It was just she would go to her store once every day or week and she would buy a, a sleeve of peeps take it back to her house write the date on it and just leave it there and that Dude. was her her manifestation of her ocd or whatever is that she just had like 25 years of peeps what the fuck man yeah, this was an old like a you know probably retired woman 62 years old maybe when I saw this this was a long time ago I did she live in a cove in Maine <laughs> I don't remember I don't remember where she lived did she yeah, solve <laughs> murders <laughs> man I dude <laughs> I feel like I feel like Nate's really got an Angela Lansbury song cooked <laughs> up just to guess hey Nate I got a question do you have a song ready to play for us right now <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do. I have have one song ready to play for you right now. Is it about Angela Lansbury? Hold on. Let me. Let me just. uh, Let me make sure I play it for you. Uh, Let's see here. Be ready to edit around this. Yeah, I know. Oh crap! Yeah, this one's been a good energy, but I definitely have a lot of editing to do. Do you? We don't no, you don't have fun. much editing to do. Why do you? What do you have? What do you have to edit around? The time where I made a Branch Davidians joke. No. Yeah, that well, was, uh... what is that? Demo three. If I sing along to this and I pull it out, then we can keep me singing. Why can't our theme song be this good? You're a talented guy, man. We need a better theme song. Wow, what a theme song. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot going on in that one. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, that's back in the day when people considered, you know, art. It was actually art, you know. Like the guy that wrote that theme song, he wasn't trying to make a theme song. He was trying to make like a like some kind of opera or like, you know, a concerto of some type. And then someone was like, Hey, I'll give you like five grand. Yeah. Let me put that on a on a TV show. The guy was like, oh, Okay. I am a classically trained composer. I will not be on a television program. Right. And then someone was like, Ten G's. Okay, do not bury my parents. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's all. I, I Do you get paid? If you make theme songs, do you get paid every time they use it? I think so. I think you get those royalties. It's probably Dude. outlined in the contract. Like if you're contract, if <clears throat> maybe there's some contracts that do that. If you got a good agent, you probably do. If you're in the pilot uh, of a show, you get city. you get money every time. Every time any episode of the show is played. Yeah, you think the Rembrandts get syndication royalties from Friends? They never had to work again. Guaranteed, yeah. you they never had to work. Guaranteed, again. yeah, guaranteed. Mm. Absolutely. I remember when that song was like actually on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. What a great idea! Just make a song that we can put on the next Friends, Nate. I already made that song last week. It's called Hang Him with oh. Mr. Mobar. Yeah. And it hang was him, great. Lounging with Mobar. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Or that. Yeah, we, uh, or that. We said it was not a hit. Not a hit. Well, I mean, hey, if you sell that to a uh, you know CBS for 5Gs, hey, man. It's a hit. I am yeah. going to I am going to pitch the show so that I can sell the theme. I'm going to go backwards here. I'm working backwards. <laughs> yeah. Just like how you write music, you go lyrics first, then music. That's You're doing the good, uh, theme song first, then show. So, okay, if it's good, you, you can go lyrics first. If what you do need you to think shoot what's your in, That's when What's you, your pitch for uh for for Mr. Mobar? All right. Hanging with Mr. Mobar. Mr. Mobar. All right. We're on. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. This show takes place on the planet. It's in Planet of the Apes. <laughs> and Mr. Pass. Mobar is a dog-human hybrid. Okay. As, a- you're, as you're giving me this pitch meeting, I'm, I'm one of the executives. I just uh, open open my drawer. Keep going. Mr. Mobar is a dog-human hybrid who is their butler. Okay. Yeah, it's I'm, a very... I'm shuffling around. You can hear you can hear something heavy and metal. I'm I'm pulling out something heavy and metal. Have you ever okay, seen the going? show The is Nanny? All right, you got to get the two-line vote. This is the elevator pitch version. All right, this is the nanny meets Planet Here's of the Apes. the whirl meets Lassie. of a revolver. <laughs> oh god. Oh man, I want to hear this thing. You don't, you look up to see you look up to see me loading loading a revolver one bullet at a time. Keep going. What's an iconic movie? What out Planet of the Apes is an iconic movie and it has iconic language. You hands off me, you damn dirty aches. Lassie is an iconic character kept in syndication potential by wholesome family TV networks everywhere. But we're dying for more of it because it's too old. It's too old. It needs to be reinvented, reimagined. Now, the nanny, Fran Drescher, was almost onto something, but she was grating. She was grating to listen to. So here's what I propose. Antonio Banderas. Click into the body of the of the <laughs> of the gun and I spin it I spin the barrels Antonio Banderas <laughs> plays Mr. Mobar a dog butler on the planet of the apes with my thumb I pull back the hammer so you can hear the click wait did you say Antonio Banderas I have <laughs> been in talks with Antonio Banderas if you just green light hanging with Mr. Mobar we can do this. We can get the Desperado in on this movie. 
I we lock eyes down the barrel of my gun as I'm pointing it at you. Antonio Spy Kids Banderas. Was he in Spy Kids? I'm assuming he was. Robert Rodriguez did that one, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was in Spy Kids. I holster the gun. And then I go, continue. (laughs) Once upon a time on the planet of the apes. Uh Listen, if we get Antonio Banderas in here, he was on set with... Enrique Iglesias. We can get Enrique Iglesias coming on for guest features. Yes. That's how business that's how show business works. Yes. It's networking. So if you get yeah. me and you pick up hanging with Mr. Mobar, not only do you get this fantastic theme, what you get is yeah. Antonio Banderas and one guest starring episode with the actual Son of Julio, Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> sex man. He's and, a true sex man. And you mentioned Fran Dresser. Where does she, where does she, where, where do we put her? Executive producer. Oh, okay. Yeah, Executive we're going to be lifting be so much from the nanny that legally we can't <laughs> give her anything less. Well, if, if she's the executive producer, this is what exists in the same universe because he's a butler. So it's the it's the same. It's the nanny verse. Yeah, nanny-verse, it's the cool. nanny verse. It's the Belvedere verse. It's all the Jeffrey verse. It's the same Jeff- verse. <laughs> Jeffrey from Fresh Prince is in there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and this is all on the Planet of the Apes. It's this all on the Planet of the all. Apes. Uh, listen, listen. And the dog, dog can talk. The dog can talk. Of course the dog you know can talk. He's a butler. Mr. He's Sharp. a star. He's Antonio Mr. Sharp, I'm going to stop you right there. Mr. Sharp, I'm going to stop you right there. You had me at half man, half dog butler. <laughs> We're going to green light you. Give this man a million dollars. Three season commitment. 25 episodes a season. You're hired. If you make it 34 episodes a season, we'll get this bad boy into syndication. How does that sound for you? Oh, yeah, we were the math checks out deal. I shoot my gun into the air three times. <laughs> and that is how you include a Western reference into this. There you oh, go, yeah. our friends there in Texas. Go. Hey, guys, go. Oh, well, okay. I think that we got ourselves a hit TV show. Got our <laughs> probably a hit song. So now that we've talked, it's gonna go at length about the TV show for <laughs> hanging with Mr. Mobar. Um, are you gonna be able to make a different song? Yeah, there was. Listen, for hanging with <laughs> Mr. Cooper, they used a different theme song pretty much every season. So I don't no, they see. They didn't. Uh, I believe they had a theme song that went Cooper Cooper, and then they had a theme song where they just used the song "I'm a Soul Man." <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Oh, keep yeah, going. It's, it'll Sorry. be like a Drew Carey thing. It just keep on changing it. Unrecognizable. It'll be like a joke that no one gets and no one finds particularly funny. It'll end with him screaming, Ohio, Ohio. 
Ohio. <laughs> All right. Well, Nate, you think you got what you need? I got what I need. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> ecstatic to see what on earth this uh, this episode's going to produce. So let's uh, take a break, and we'll hear what Nate has for us after this. And we're back. Guys, Nate's had some time to think of a song, throw it together for us. I'm I think I'm extra interested about this one because we had some really good stuff from from earlier. A, ver- um, a, a variety. Yeah. I'm interested just to see which direction he goes cuz we talked about high school showers. Oh yeah. We talked about uh arachnophobia, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh we talked about things that Pat doesn't understand the popularity of. Hmm? Talk about murder. We she talked wrote. about murder. She wrote, yeah, yeah. And uh, Nate gave us a pretty out there pitch for hanging with Mister Mobar that was set in the Planet of the Apes <laughs> with Antonio Banderas as a half dog, half man butler. <laughs> yeah, I mean that song. It sounds like a winner. It sounds like a winner. Will it translate to a song? Who knows. Um, but uh, the the show would absolutely be a winner, and we'd be able to use that, uh, you know, hanging with Mobar as a theme. But um, you know, is he is he gonna come out with a song? That, uh you know, is the sequel to Hanging with Mister Mobar? No, who knows? Probably not. I'm guessing no. All right, I think it's gonna be a murder she wrote, Hanging with Mister Mobar mashup, like the crossover episode. I think yeah. we're going to get lip service um, references, the things we said, and it's mostly going to be about murder she wrote. <laughs> you know what, Pat? I think you hit the nail on the head. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if now, you hit the nail on the head. Will it sound like Devo? Or will it sound like Randy Newman? There's the question. He's been, uh, not he, Randy Newman, but he, Nancy Nathan Sharp, has been branching out his styles a little bit lately. So I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah we'll I see. Think we, let's, we might see a new style, maybe a luchador style murder she wrote song yeah. with lip service. We all know how, how luchadors uh, make music, right? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how those masked, um, you know, high flying wrestlers. You know, grunt and growl and make songs. I'd be interested in that. I'd love that. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Uh, Nate, what do you got for us? Well, um, I have a song, and you just made... <laughs> listen, listen. Here's how I do it. Here's how I do it. <laughs> I, 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 did, I did just shoehorn in a couple references in while you were talking. and reminded <laughs> me of things. But more importantly... You made me think about the fact that I have to I have to change uh, change things up. So um, I had written this on the on the uh, uh, yeah we'll we'll change things up at least for a second. We'll see how it goes. I'm very confused at how this is all going to work, but we'll see. Oh, we'll listeners, see. Listeners, listeners, you're getting a glimpse behind the curtain here. Uh, this is how all songs are written. They're all. Written meticulously over the course of a couple of days, but then as people are about to perform, they usually just change them. Uh, 
just like I it's just like that scene in Walk the Line where they're playing a song and then out of nowhere he just improvs one and then that's the hit. So uh, it's cool that everyone gets to see that. Not not too many people know that that most hit songs are just improv. Yeah, you know, I would say that most people don't want to see how the sausage is made, right? They don't want to. Ha- they don't want that peek behind the curtain because they don't want to see the reality of it. But I think most people don't like the sausage product we make. So, like, not only typically the end product isn't great. So to to see how the sausage is made, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's so repulsive it's 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 good. But uh, welcome to behind the curtain and uh, Nate I, I can't I, I wait on bated breath to hear your new song yeah you know and you know how um you know how what's the word for it oh I, I, yeah let me let me turn down my turn down my reverberation <laughs> here for you 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 know how vegetarians the people that hate meat the most are the people that are most obsessed with how the sausage is made correct so that's why i think that's why that's i think people are into this i think people want to know how the sausage is made let me see if i can cue up a drum track let's cue up a drum track how do we do that here (laughs) (laughs) this is a song song for vegetarians yeah today when i woke up looked in the mirror and realized that it was the world's sexiest talker it was in fact my own reflection i said wes dawson this is gonna be a beautiful day but then I remembered my old tag team partner, Nasty Nathan Sharp, falling asleep at the wheel. Because here's the thing. Huh, if I've said it once, I've said it at least twice. I need a song from you combining my favorite television series, Murder, She Wrote, and Pro Wrestling. Yet here I am with diddly squat. And not the good kind of squats that build them quads. Just diddly squat. Oh, crap. That's not, that's not a drum track at all. Well, we'll have to go without drums. Oh, no. Ah. Well, whatever that was, I guess it doesn't matter, and it's not important, and it doesn't need introduction or explanation. Why don't you just tell us the name of this song? This song is called, oh, let's find a line. Uh, This song is called um, uh, Prime Time on a Sunday Night. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, how how are we going to do this here? Yeah, that's real murder she wrote, isn't it? Very nice. Very nice. El Tigre Loco was making a one-shot stop in El Paso off against Vaquero Monaco in his mighty lasso. After the match and the well-lit showers, they washed their meaty chests. They waxed the pots, they oil for the crowds, but they ignore the rest. From Lubbock and Laredo, Tigre Loco in the air with mask and tassels. I was driving around with my grandma running into hassles. Hot my 
boxing the car at night Talking about concepts we couldn't understand Every week a new mystery And we thought we could lend a hand In Texarkana, Tigre Loco found Viaquero Monaco face down in the pool. A rudo to the end, but today he wouldn't be getting any booze. Back in the barroom, a sweaty man in velvet sings the blues. While me and Angela Lansbury scan the patrons looking for clues. Angela's been trained. To go fighting Tigre Loco She's convinced he did it But I personally don't think so To get the fight she desires She has to be Ruda She's going as the elderly spider La Rania So I say Angelo run Train your best, no one knows how far this one goes. It's prime time on a Sunday night, the main event of the show. It's a lucha de apuestas, Tigre's mask is on the line. Every week you solve a murder, you better solve this one on time. Falls. The score is now one to one. Angela's hands all over Tigre looking for a gun. It's a bloodbath. The fans are screaming. There's nowhere to hide. And Angela nails Tigre with a flying bloodshot to the outside. Show. 
Hold well, on. we certainly were correct. <laughs> <laughs> I have never been more um, proud of myself. <laughs> I think I nailed that. Um, you know where we weren't right is the style of the song. I didn't, you know, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that that was that was Randy Newman esque at all. The way, um, the way you were belting lyrics, um, yeah, no, I would say that that's that's a little departure from you. You really haven't um, got after it like that in a while. I kind of liked it. I think the last time you really kind of sang like that, it was in a much more, it's in a much worse version or much worse type of belting was for like Death Race. Yeah. It's like you had a little heart and uh, you could tell you actually there was there was like a sense of urgency and a sense of like, I don't know, longing in that that I really uh, I liked wasn't pure. Um, you, you know, steam like you weren't just. Ruining yourself like you cared about this song a little bit. And I like that. I think that was good. Well, this combined is two favorite things. Yeah, right. And wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, I I. I I was doing a little thinking, and um, in terms of like if we did a Venn diagram with all the people on Earth, and you had people who love wrestling, and you had people who love Murder She Wrote, I'm pretty sure the only person in that overlap is Nasty Nathan Sharp. What well, does it, it feel? Like, it sounds like uh, the, his paradise his Paradise Boys. Uh, partner is also uh, a fan of those two things. Is that right, Nate? Wes Dawson is hot into murder. She wrote. Yeah. We we have we we host a book club. Where oh, yeah. we we write that, what's that we called? write fantasy episodes of murder. She wrote, and you know we we go over them with each other. Oh, what's that called? It's called uh, it's called Monday evenings in a dimly lit restroom <laughs> with with Nathan Sharp you... and Wes Dawson. Yeah, I don't think you know what a book club is. Uh, typically, they're not the ones doing the writing. Uh, typically, they read books, and they just kind of get hammered. Yeah. It's more of an author you know? club. Yeah, yeah, we're in an like, author well, you're, club. You're doing something completely different. Hanging out in a bathroom, writing Murder, She Wrote fan fiction with your tag team partner. I'm assuming you guys are both very shiny. Um, oh yeah, it's in a restroom. The, the, yeah, the, the elements the, of shine—it's where they come yeah, from, no, you know. Given the no. given the setting, you're probably very shiny. But I I would have to say that the Venn diagram, even if it's just two people, um, this is a very specific song for just two people. Well, but that's not necessarily true because. If you're getting in a lot of elements that people like, they may latch down to that one element. So that's why crossovers are so popular. That's true. Okay, maybe. Well, I, you know, I haven't made my decision yet. Um, I think you guys know where I'm leading. But um, yeah, that's. Uh, let's talk about this a little bit more. Uh, what were some things you liked about that, Max? Uh, well, he did it as we said before. He did a tremendous job. At uh, the lip service, um, didn't talk about peeps at all, but you know, no, no. You can only ask for so much. Uh, caught a lot of Texas cities, and that was nice. Uh, Texarkana, I didn't talk about that one before, but that is one. You got the geography, um, the small towns. Yeah, I liked that. I, I liked that this 
painted a picture of a of a specific episode or a spin-off series that uh where it was more of a traveling team solving but also wrestling mm-hmm. i think that alternate universe would be really interesting um I liked that it was the butler all along, so it's part of the butler verse. Oh. Uh, cool. Yeah, I, I I really liked that it it kind of uh, it played like an episode also because uh, it, there was kind of it seemed like there were two parallel storylines going on about the murders, boss, the wrestling, but then they they met at the end. That was really nice. It was almost like doing an episode. Um, hmm. I I like that you shoehorned in there about the showers. That was that was more lip service. That was nice. Yeah, that is good. You get po- yeah. you get. Po- I'm not. I I don't want to discourage you from the lip service. I, I again, I think that it's fun to you know for to be listening to this and, and and looking over my notes and saying like, oh yeah, oh yeah, like I really enjoy that part. The Where's Waldo aspect of your songs, trying to figure out where did that come from, right? So, like a new listener might be like, "Why? Why did he? Uh, why did he make this? Why did he say uh, Lubbock?" Right? I like that. And that's and, uh, the point of this whole thing too is that we're talking, and the song should be about what we're talking about. And I think that we're that you're getting better at that. And I, I, that's that's good. And then you're making it palatable for the masses. That's that's the goal here. So I think we're all getting better at that. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, talk to me about the style of music, Nate. The 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 way you sang. Who were you trying to, um, you know, who who were you trying to sound like? The way you sang that, because I actually think it worked. I have no idea. Um, okay. Yeah, it just had to be high pitched. It had to be shouty. I don't know. <laughs> You know, you gotta be. Oh, I think I think I do think it worked there. Yeah, that thing. It's um. eh. I think it had this song, and and you have to you have to like really strain your ear for this, but I think this song had shades of conquest by the White Stripes. Um, the the little you know, I don't think mariachi is the right thing, but there's a progression in Mexican music where they do that like that half step up. Yeah, you know it's what I'm like talking the about? Phrygian mode thing. Yeah, and yeah. you did that, and I noticed that, and it didn't. It didn't. It wasn't too over the top. It was there if you were listening, um, and I thought that was pretty good. I actually liked that, and it wasn't too much. It was just there if you were listening. Um, I think you did yourself a disservice playing it on the piano. I think this is definitely like a uh, guitar song. Like an acoustic guitar strumming song, bum ba dun 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 dun, that kind of stuff, right? And you can hear it very I, well may end up that way in the final version of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for the for the listeners, uh, it, it was played on the piano. Um, there weren't any other instruments in there, were there, Nate? At the beginning, I was playing this uh, little guitar lately thing. But uh, I was then really I put it down. I was yeah. trying to start yeah. uh, playing the uh, the murder she wrote tune. <laughs> I I was very worried because it's it seemed out of tune, and I was like, it's "Oh, very no. out of tune." Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I liked that little flare. Um, I could hear the the rhythms you were playing on the piano were those that dun 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 dun. dun. You were trying to do that, weren't you? Yeah, I had to shoehorn that in. 
Yeah, you're trying. It's just I don't think it. I don't think it um, necessarily translates on the piano. It's piano when you're hitting all those different notes and they're ringing. It just doesn't. Um, I don't know. Doesn't translate as well. So that's I don't know. That's that's unfortunate because I think we're not getting the best version of this song. Would you agree with that, Nate? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. But uh, um, but in yeah. the future, we could all, we could always revisit a final version and just you know um, if if we do when we do post the episode and then we actually get to hear the final one, we could always revisit it. That's the whole yeah. point of this exper- you know, this this experiment. It's to find the find the hits, and then we're gonna piss all over them, shine them up real nice, and <laughs> put them out to the masses. You know. <laughs> well, you know, I I don't think it's a hit, but I had a lot of fun. And if you keep making music like this, I'm, I really enjoy it. I think I think I think that that's a that's a fun song, and I I appreciate the swing. You took a good swing. Um, you know, and sometimes, you know, you come in to the arena and, uh, you kind of, you just gotta, you gotta take one on the chin, like a jobber. You gotta kind of lose the match right to the big name. I don't know who the big name is here, but, um, I think this was a, uh, a competent song. It, it's clear how talented you are. Um, it wasn't for me. Um, and I think that, uh, hopefully we could hear a version of it in the future, but for me, that's not a hit. Yeah, this I, I agree about the hit. Uh, I I do think this plays a little bit more. I think it plays well against some imagery, whether it be a music video or an actual episode of Murder She Wrote or Murder She Wrote Nights. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is or, Murder She Wrote Nights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, you know the the alternate version of this show where uh, yeah. They're uh, solving mystery, but under the cover of night, and Angela Lansbury puts on the mask and just go oh. goes and kicks some ass. Yeah, that's it. First off, that is a fantastic concept. That is, I mean, that's that's funny as hell. I love that. Really do. So makes the makes the stunt work a lot easier. <laughs> just imagine her getting suplexed to death. Someone yeah. else we know. Just some extraordinarily tough eighty-year-old woman, not a the senior. The senior. It's like, no, we got to get the wrinkles right for this stunt woman. <laughs> Search every retired stunt woman that we can find. Find whoever is there, has um, the least back problems. Is there anything that we did we we glossed over that you'd like to draw attention to, Nate? We don't do this enough. We need to ask you, like, what was something that you really took a lot of pride in? Something that you we didn't we didn't bring up that you liked? Uh, let's see should, here. Let me pull up, let me pull up these lyrics in. So I shoehorned in a shower scene. The shower scene wasn't uh, in the middle. I was trying to get it in the middle, but cheap. it worked better. Because it worked better. Yeah. Shower yeah. uh, scenes are cheap, and uh, you know it's it's easier to do than stunt work. So that get that eight year old woman nude. <laughs> no, you don't you, do that real cheap. <laughs> She's gonna pay us. All right. Um, no, you, you caught it pretty much. I was pretty much thinking of uh, the the Angela Lansbury version of the movie Naked Gun, okay. where he's he's searching for you know he's uh, um, Leslie Nielsen's the umpire at the huh? at the Angels oh. game and he has to find who has the gun. So he's ru- he's rubbing everyone down. 
so everything Angela Lansbury is doing in this match where she they're they're bleeding all over the place and they're fighting and fans are going crazy. It's just to find the weapon on T Gray, you know. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's great. Yeah, yeah I love that. I love that scene. We could talk about that scene for a while. Oh, it got a great Randy Newman montage too. Yeah. Hello, hello. <laughs> Also, so hey, it, it's Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> I um, yeah, I this is weird. I again, I feel like the last few weeks, or at least the last two, I've I've said good job, not a hit, and that I, I don't want to be in that place forever. But, uh, I think that's where we are. Where I do think you, better, Nate. Do better. You did a good job. <laughs> you did a good job. This is great stuff, and um. I want you to continue. I'm just, uh, yeah. So I'm next week we'll go there. for bad job, but yeah, I lo- but it's a hit. <laughs> well, we yeah, can swing it the opposite about. direction. Well, have you ever heard of the 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 singers that talk about how like they they'll say something like, "Well, I didn't even write that song. That song just came out." You know, in certain songs, you know, they just they 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 don't take long to write it all. They're just kind of like a medium for the song itself. The idea passes through them on their yeah. way out. And, and then like 30 be- years later, they get sued by the chiffons and they're like, that was our song. He's like, ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to get sued by the chiffons. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be great. OK, yeah. we'll send you some chiffon song to Inception and into your head. Yeah. And then, then we'll get there. Uh, anything else, you guys? Oh, uh, what? Uh, I'm plugging Wes Dawson's podcast, Gabagool and Eight. Eight minutes of uh, really what you just heard from Wes Dawson. Complaining. He complains. He's a beautiful man. Maybe there'll be Murder, She Nate, Wrote in there. He's a big fan. Nate, Nate what's it called when wrestlers um, competitively talk shit to each other? What's that process called? Promos? Cutting promos. promos. You're cutting promos. And it'd be great to, to have you guys kind of like do promos. Like like if we were to like fight his podcast, it'd be cool to do that. Maybe we'll edit this out, but I, I'd really like to see some version of that where you're on his podcast, you know, do it, cutting some promos and talking some shit and being a douchebag. And then he can come on here and do the same thing. I'd love that. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll get that going soon because uh, we're calling you out, Wes Dawson. Call oh, you out, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, I, especially the conversation and especially the song because I like that imagery a lot. Even though it's not a hit, I did still enjoy it. Pat's right. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, if anyone wants to call in, let us know how they feel about that song or about Murder She Wrote or about High School Showers. Uh, this mail is 707-780-2448. Let us know how you feel. We uh, we like hearing uh, from you guys, from our hitsters, getting up, getting our finger on the pulse of the people. Oh, yeah. All right. It's the only way we'll know. It's the only way we'll know. All right. We'll talk to everyone next week. Bye. Bye. Hang on, don't leave yet. We have some voicemails. Wait, some or one? Uh, one, there's uh, one. 
One okay. voicemail. Pff, sad. So I overestimated how popular we were. That's okay. The no, there's just one voicemail we want to play. That's right, <laughs> you know, we've yes. picked out some from the, the degenerates in the crowd, and we've said that these aren't fit to air. Do you know why? Because we demand quality. <laughs> That's what I meant. There was a lot, a lot of crap. You know who you are. Yeah. You should feel bad for liking us. Yeah. Never call again, except for people who call, <laughs> have not called yet, and people who we've played. Keep calling. But everyone else has called and we haven't played you. Never call again. <laughs> All right. Let's All right. see number one. Let's hear it. Yeah. Give it a I second. I don't know if here. I'm going to keep any of that shit. My God. Patching City. <laughs> Guys, was it a hit? No. But Americans love dogs. And this song, all about dogs, which I also like. So, you know, keep singing about dogs. Eventually, you're going to get a hit in there, you know, but maybe focus on other things Americans like, like horses, you know? They're kind of like smaller, not as ambitious horses, but are still winners, like Sea Biscuit. America loves Sea Biscuit. Most of my novels of Sea Biscuit based on the movie with Spider Man. Uh, small horse, big jockey, shouldn't have won, won. You know, underdogs, you know? You guys should sing about underdogs, not regular dogs. Anyways, keep up the good work or the mediocre work, whatever. You know, dogs are great. Everyone should have them. Bye. <laughs> if that's the quality that we're letting on the show... Think about how bad certain people must feel that they're not getting on the show. You don't want to know. <laughs> well, but the, he, this caller, who I believe is talking about Mobar, hit the nail on the head. We're trying to get the big dog industry under our belt, and I think it's working. He's right. People love dogs. Love dogs. People love horses. Love horses. Talking, we, Pat, Pat and I love horses. Mm-hmm. We want we to get the... Horses. We can get horse songs in next time. Oh, right, yeah. Nate? I should yeah, have shoehorned them into this go. animal movie. I wish I had heard this yeah. voicemail a little bit before. Wait a minute. That's for next week. Pat, cut this out. <laughs> what animal movie are we talking about? Nothing. <laughs> Just have to. You'll have to stay tuned to find out, uh, listeners, because it's a doozy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to say about this guy? Oh, I, I have something to say. A little bit more. Sly Stone already uh, already wrote a song called Underdog, number one. And so num- did Spoon. Number two. Yeah, Spoon. And uh, there was also the theme to the TV show. There's already like three songs about Underdog. Find us a different dog. You find us a different dog and a better dog. And it has to be a Mobar uh, equivalent dog. We're talking A tier. A tier or S tier dog. You find us that dog. We're talking overdogs. We're talking the overdogs. Eddie from Frasier. Yeah, he was an overdog. What a dog. He never met a problem he couldn't manage. Yeah, you know? but he w- but he was allergic to scrambled eggs, and that's what killed him. That's what kills us all in the end. Yeah, and maybe I hear them right. <laughs> toss salad and scrambled eggs. What a shitty lunch that would be! I know. 
I'll have the tossed salad and scrambled eggs. That's terrible <laughs> lunch and terrible breakfast. Sir, There's never a time when you should have those things. Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> You're at a Rally's? Yeah. Uh, well, I I don't know what else to say. That guy, I think he hit the nail on the head. Everyone loves dogs. More songs about dogs. All right. All right. That's yep, all we well, need. Keep calling in. Voicemail, 707-780-2448. I almost know it by heart because I say it all the time. I say it to my parents every time I see them. Instead of saying I love you, I just say the voicemail <laughs> number, hoping they'll call in one day. <laughs> Tell you how much they love and care for you. Nope. Just want to hear what they think about the songs. <laughs> all that mushy stuff for some other time. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk to everyone next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.